reports have suggested Amazon may be getting into the wireless service business, a prospect that initially sent the stocks of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile lower. Amazon has since batted down that prospect, quote, at this time, at least, but the tech giant is also spending billions of dollars on its broadband satellite service, Project Kuiper. As the world becomes more digital, that means more demand for more reliable and expansive network connectivity. It's something I asked former AT&T Mobility CEO Glenn Lurie about just recently. You know, satellite is going to and is today playing a role. It's going to play an even bigger role down the road. As a lot of the deals that got announced, it was also the Apple Global Star deal that was announced as well. And I think what you're seeing is, is that the expectation of the end user is that their device never goes off network. And I think that's what we're talking about today, the IoT business, where the IoT business is going. The fact that if I take my truck and I want to go way off-roading, I'll still want to have E911 services to start. And I think that's where we're beginning. And there's a whole bunch of people playing in the space, Amazon included, that I believe down the road, we're going to see these things come together. And you're going to have the ability in your car on that smartphone to not only use terrestrial services, but to also be able to utilize services, obviously, like a Global Star or like these other players that Amazon's building here to, to actually make your service more valuable. And I think that's absolutely happening. I do believe it's going to happen in the IoT space first, but I do think there's going to be partnerships happening down the road for sure. Amazon, SpaceX, OneWeb, and many others are investing big bucks into big constellations in a race to fit into this broader broadband landscape. For AST Space Mobile, that means working with AT&T and others to offer service directly from space to sell. Our technology, our patented technology, is the ability to connect to any phone without requiring any change to the phone. You don't need an app, you don't need a special chipset, you don't need a special frequencies, you don't need anything other than your regular phone. So that's what it makes us very, very unique. On this episode, Abel Avalon, founder, CEO, and chairman of AST Space Mobile, discusses the publicly traded startup's big milestone, a phone call from Texas to Japan using AST's prototype satellite, which is apparently the first time anyone has ever achieved a direct voice connection from space to everyday mobile devices. I'm Morgan Brennan, and this is Manifest Space. Yes, Morgan, as you know, we, we, we are in the mission of, of enabling people to connect wherever they work and live uh, using their standard cell phone, using their cell phone, whatever, the everyday phone, the one that you had in your pocket. And we recently were able to complete the initial phone calls uh, using standard devices. We, well, the particular first one was a an Samsung phone that connected to our satellite and uh, using AT&T Airways and, and, and um, being able to provide connectivity from a space to a regular device uh, using our our technology. And so what's so unique about your technology is the fact that you don't require the ground, same type of ground infrastructure and hardware that uh, some of the other space-based um, connectors, communications companies uh, require. How are you able to do that? Well, yes, that's correct. We're very unique, our technology, our patented technology, the ability to connect to any phone without requiring any change to the phone. Uh, you don't need an app, you don't need a special chipset, you don't need a special frequencies, you don't need anything other than your regular phone. So that's what it makes us very, very unique. And the other part is that we can do that at broadband speeds. We can we can do that in a way that doesn't matter where you work or live, you will get roughly the same experience that you will get 
if you are in a major capital, in a major city or in a metropolitan area. Um, that's very, very unique. And, and uh, we had over 2,600 patents to do that. And we are the only satellite demonstrating this technology uh, in orbit. And, and as you asked me earlier, making uh, the first connections ever done from space directly to regular uh, cell phones. This is your first satellite that's on orbit. Your Blue Walker Three, I believe it's called. Um, it's a it's a it's a prototype, right? Yes, I mean the, it, we we're building an additional five. Uh, they are in in production right now. They they are slotted to be launched early next year in the first quarter. Uh, that will provide initial services, uh, 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 commercial services with with production satellites. I mean we have taken all the learnings and all the development that we did to uh, with Blue Walker Three into that production and, and we are slotted to be launching early in the year. And so you can begin to actually start offering service next year? Yes, there will be non-continuous service, but initial services uh, with, with initial satellite, yes. Do you already have customers signed up? We do have over 40 uh, agreements uh, with global operators around the globe. Some of them are investors in, 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 in our technology. And yes, we were ready to to, to start commercializing as we launch more satellites. And AT&T is one of those. And you mentioned that this test that you ran was actually on the AT&T network. So how does this, how does this business model work um, with the telcos? Do you become an extension of service for them in places where traditional, uh, you know, more earth-based uh, uh, cellular connections are harder to come by? That's right. I mean, the, we are an extension to to the to the to the mobile network operator. We we complement the network. We get to places where they cannot get for economic reasons, geographical reasons, or simply where the system where the terrestrial network doesn't work well enough. Uh, so it's a complementary. Uh, it's typically an add-on service uh, to your monthly bill. Uh, you 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 get a you, you get your monthly bill. You have your regular service, and in addition to that, there's a there's a there's a service charge for getting access to our, our, our network. I mean, one thing that is important for this is that it is it is something affordable, it's global, and it, it is to provide global, uh, broadband. And so you're actually working with other companies and like, for example, telcos themselves, you're not necessarily gonna offer the service directly to consumers? That is correct. We, we This is strictly a, a, our, our strategy is to partner with the mobile network operators, complement them. We don't plan to go retail and, and sell the service directly to end users. The operator have 5 billion force in, in circulation. Uh, they are in every country they had spent, spent the billions and billions of dollars in, in airwaves, in a spectrum. Uh, so our business model is very clear. We partner with them, they invest on us. And then we also bring 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 a solution for them that is very unique. It, I mean, the operator that get this service is the operator in country that can offer universal service everywhere, uh, and that's something obviously very unique. Crazy question here, but what is as a service like yours begins to roll out? What does it do to? Because Spectrum is so expensive. It's such a it's such an expensive, highly competitive market. Um, what is it? What does it do to that market? Does it does it help to sort of um, make the demand for more, you know, more traditional, more traditional types of spectrum go away because with space, it's 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 more unlimited. I mean, maybe I'm understanding the science of it wrong, but how does that work? 
No, no, I, th I think basically the, the one thing that does is use the spectrum more efficiently. I mean, you have the global operators that have gigahertz of a spectrum, tons of a spectrum, and that spectrum is deployed in the area where we typically live or work, where, where we humans live. Uh, that is only 10% of the air surface. That spectrum can be reused in that other 90% of the air surface where we don't live, in oceans, in deserts, in national parks, or in areas where the regular spectrum doesn't work that well. I mean, when you are driving from New York to the Hamptons, there are areas where the cellular uh, uh, system doesn't, doesn't work well. So this makes the spectrum uses much, much more efficient. So allow us, our technology, allow this, the operators to reuse it. So, so re, they, they, they massively use it in, in their terrestrial areas, in the regular areas where we typically are as people, but they can reuse it in, in national parks, in, in oceans, in, in areas where the, where the service is not good enough, or simply where there's people that live or work with, without good broadband connectivity. So it makes it much more efficient. And that's something that regula regulators uh, support. And that's some, something that MNOs, mobile network operators, really, really crave for because they have this very expensive asset. They want to maximize it. Well, there's a lot of competition out there when we talk about this new wave of satellite communications offerings, whether it's Starlink or whether it's, you know, Amazon's Project Kuiper that's being worked on or OneWeb or Astranus or some of the others that I can just sort of go down the list. How, how do you think about the competitive lands landscape? Yeah, I mean, listen, we, we see ourselves as the first and only broadband system from space. So there is new capabilities like SOS, maybe um, emergency text, but uh, our technology is the only one uh, in the foreseeable future that we see with the real capability to provide broadband from space. So in that sense, we're set very different than anything else that, that is out there. And also the fact that uh, we are partnering with the operators, that we reuse their spectrum, that we also can offer broadband uh, 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 to them uh, is something that without requiring any change on the phone and without requiring any special equipment. So some of the projects that you mentioned, you require an antenna, you need to put an antenna uh, uh, in your house or wherever you, you, you want to be connected. So our project is any phone, no changes to the phone, uh, we recently announced in our last earning calls all the phones where we where we that where we were having compatibility with, which is the vast majority of the market. So that would make us very different. So so uh, uh, we are getting out of that niche uh, uh, service that satellite had been historically providing connectivity using special terminals, special devices, um, to basically making every phone. A satellite phone, so a, a phone that can connect you regardless where you are without doing any change to the phone. That's what it makes us completely different uh, to everybody else. What does that mean from a security standpoint? And I ask that because a lot of times what you see with space-based communications operators is that it's the hardware uh, and the ground-based infrastructure that actually ends up being the least secure and the most vulnerable to, for example, cyber attacks. So if you take that out of the equation, what does that do? Yes, I mean, that's a, that's a very, very interesting point. I mean, for our system, actually, the architecture is exactly the same as terrestrial. We have the innovis, the core, all the, all, the, all the infrastructure that the operators need to put on the ground. It remains the same. 
uh, our the infrastructure, the, the the connectivity, the security, the interconnectivity to to the rest of the network is that is all done the way that the operators that do it today. So all the security features, all the security measurements that they need to take to to enable this service is already there. We were not reinventing the wheel that way. The satellite, our satellite, the way to think about them is like a huge repeater in a space bouncing back that signal back, back to earth. But all the processing, all the security, all the billing, all the interconnectivity, all that is on the ground without changing the way that the operators do it today. Very interesting. Um, are you manufacturing the satellites yourself in, in-house? Absolutely. We, we are very, very vertically integrated. I, I, I used to say we start with metal, with aluminum, and with composite materials. And if you go to our factory, that's the input of the factory. The output of the factory are full satellites. Uh, so that's why you see we have so much intellectual property. I mean, we had over 2,600 patents, a patent claims. Uh, this is, you know, we, we are as vertically as you integrated as you can be on the manufacturing of, of our satellites. How many satellites are you planning to build, at least for this rollout of, of full coverage initially? Yeah, we, we, we start in, and, and as, a ba- as a way of background, we don't need that many satellites. With 90 satellites, we have global services all over the world. Um, and the reason for that is because it's the size of the satellites are the architecture that we have in our patented technology. We have now the, the we have done the investments and, and we have now the capability to do around, provided that we had enough parts uh, and, and, and material, we, we can do two satellites per month. Uh, we are we are planning to upgrade that to six satellites per month, six to seven satellites per month. Our goal is to be able to do around 72 satellites per year. You went public back in almost two years, a little over two years ago now, 2021. You raised almost uh, half a billion dollars when you did go public via SPAC. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have enough money to, to have this vision actually see, see through before you, before, while you await uh, the ability to more regularly generate yeah. revenue? Yeah, we, we, we had raised around three quarters of a billion dollars, $750 million roughly in that, in that range. We did that publicly, but also we did it together with our, uh, with our partners. I mean, our network operator partners, they, they have funded part of what we have done so far. Yes, we're fully funded to the next launch um, uh, and to the next, the, the next phase. Uh, we are constantly working with the wireless ecosystem to continue the funding of our, of our system. Morgan, we're solving something very big. We're solving something that save, enable, differentiate significantly uh, the cellular operators, the, 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 the manufacturers, the, the whole wireless ecosystem. Uh, they are investors today. They have repeated, repeated uh, uh, investments in 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 our company. Um, and as I said, we're funded for the for the next wave, which start allowed us to start generating revenue. And uh, but we always in 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 the process of raising capital, but to do it very very carefully and to do it uh, in the in the in the most efficient way uh, for 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 us and for our investors. Um, when we do talk about space and we talk about a business, for example, like yours, very capital intensive, take some time, as you mentioned, solving a really big problem, um, and think, and, and something that could change the world very dramatically from a connectivity standpoint, but what is it like to actually navigate the public markets and have to 
um, check in with investors quarter to quarter when your timeline and your yeah. vision is so much longer than that? It is, it is, it is very interesting. I mean, I mean, in a way, this is this is a project, as you said, it will change the world. It will change what what where people can live and work. It will make freedom for where you decide to be and and and, and be productive. But also, we lift a lot of people out of poverty and 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 uh, you know, there's nothing like democratiz democratizing knowledge and information for for billions so so that's the core of what we're doing uh doing that on the public market i have advantages and disadvantages one advantage to give you visibility people know what you're doing and, and we had a very 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 loyal uh set of people that follow what we're doing uh we're very grateful to them we you and and, and they, they are part they are part of what we're doing every day um uh, uh, so you know and also give you access to to, to the capital markets uh, 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 when when that is needed. So so that's that's that. If you overall say it, I don't regret that we went public. So I, I had allowed us to get to this point, to make history, to make the first phone call ever done using space, to set up our manufacturing. So we had all our manufacturing investments completed at this point, mostly completed at this point. We have. We have sites, two sites in Texas with over 185,000 square feet of manufacturing facility. We have the largest ever space a, 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 a spacecraft ever ever launched of this size. So the largest ever made for, for communications. Um, you know, it's given enough to get the first batch of satellites they get up to revenue. So we would have been able to do that without raising the capital that we had raised to, to this point. Yeah, and of course, uh, just the announcement recently that you're set to join the Russell 2000 and the Russell 3000 indexes, which I would imagine is going to raise your profile uh, as well. And you know, based on the release, it, it looks like this could potentially be you know good for improving liquidity in the stock as well. Absolutely, uh, we 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 see we see that as a as a as a recognition of of where we, where we are and how we you know, how we continue to grow into solving this very, very large opportunity. Okay, so just a little bit of background. How did this, how did all of this come together? You mentioned 2,000 plus patents. How long have you been working on this? Where did the idea come from? Well, there has been a long journey. I mean, this is, this is a very, very hard problem. And, and I always say it's a combination, what we're doing is a combination of two things, a very, very difficult problem to solve technically, which we have done. We have cracked the code. We have done it. I mean, that's what we have in the space operating. And um, together with a very, very large market. So we are the conjunction of all of that. So we have been at this for, for I think, close to seven years now. It has been a journey to, 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 to partner with the operators, to, to, to basically do this in a way that we are very deep into how they do business and how they plan their network. And... Um, and you know, and we are now in that tipping point where where we're starting, you know, uh, launching our production satellites um, agreements with everybody around the globe. Basically, that matters for us. Forty of the top uh, uh, telcos around the globe with access to billions of subscribers. So it has been a a journey, uh, but on, on this journey, we feel very very well of where we are and what is coming next. Okay. And next things that we should be watching for in terms of major milestones. 
Well, we continue to we will continue to 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 announce uh, more 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 results with the operators, uh, and that's uh, uh, we will we will be we will be also supporting 4G and 5G. We have already publicly announced that we support it. We have we have the signal strength to support 4G and 5G, but we have not announced yet the data rates that that we will be uh, that we will be supporting to with, together with with our partners. So. That one a milestone coming. Another one is the the next launch of satellites, which is early in the quarter, and then more commercial agreements and more strategic uh, relationships that we continue constantly continue to explore. And uh, we have demonstrated in the past we're working with the best of the best. We're working with Vodafone, with American Tower, with Rakuten, uh, which are have been with us from the beginning, and uh, we we plan to continue to expand the roster of of strategic partners that we have. That does it for this episode of Manifest Space. Make sure you never miss a launch by following us wherever you get your podcasts and by watching our coverage on Closing Bell Overtime. I'm Morgan Brennan.